Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The National Broadcasting Company presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. From the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, no living witnesses. It is 11.30 a.m., a Monday morning in November 1939. Sheriff Ross Betsby turns his car into a quiet residential street of Harper's Landing, Texas. Seated in the car with him is Mrs. Blackburn, a medical assistant. She becomes increasingly nervous as they approach a sign marking the home of Dr. Walter Hennett. Now, don't go getting jumpy, Ms. Blackburn. There could be a hundred reasons for the doc to be missing. Not Doc Hennett, and you know it. It ain't like him to just disappear. No sign of him since Saturday night. Wasn't at church yesterday, and he ain't at his house this morning. He's always there for visiting hours at 9.30. So he's probably out on a house call. Maybe over to the hospital at Ridge Hill. If he was, the phone operator'd know about it. Besides, his car is still in the garage. Well, here's the house. Better get out of the car and see if we can't raise him. That's what I've been trying to do all morning. You sure he wasn't at church yesterday? Of course I'm sure. He always gave me a ride home to my place, and I'd always make Sunday breakfast for him before he'd start on his house calls. You don't work for a man for ten years without learning his habits, especially a doctor. Well, he's got to be around someplace. Doc? Hello, Doc? Doc? Doc, damn it! Don't you have a key, Miss Blackburn? Never needed one before. Front door to the waiting room's always been open except at night. Of course, he could have driven off with somebody, but... Well, I don't know. But if he's here, 
Why doesn't he answer? Well, even doctors get sick. And Doc Hammond's no youngster. He might have had a stroke. Oh. What are you going to do, Sheriff? We got to get inside. I got no legal right to bust in without a warrant. But that'll take time, and maybe this can't wait. Why don't you just go in, then? Doc knows you. He'd understand. If he doesn't understand, I reckon he'll just have to sue me for a broken window. I'll knock this one in with my gun, then I'll climb in and let you in through the door. Well, hurry. All right, come in. Where's Doc's bedroom? Back here. Not here. Bed's been used, though. It was all made up Saturday night when I left. And he slept here Saturday night. Bathroom door is open. Nothing in there. Reckon we better go through the rest of the house. Kitchen's clear. You can see out back through the windows. There's nothing there either. Sheriff, I'm... I'm frightened. The sliding door to his office was closed when we come into the waiting room. Better have a look at that office. If he isn't in here, I don't know... Oh, Oh, Sheriff! Better stay back, Miss Blackburn. Oh, Dr. Hammond. Dressed in a robe and pajamas. Must have had a heart attack. Come in here to get something for it and... Wait a minute. What is it? On his robe. It looks like blood. It is blood. From a bullet wound. He's been murdered. Sheriff Betsby made an immediate request for the aid of a Texas ranger. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned. He joined the sheriff at the home of Dr. Hemet shortly after 1 p.m. Uh, Jace, uh, this is Miss Blackburn. She was Doc's helper. Uh, this is Ranger Pearson, Miss Blackburn. Howdy. Howdy, ma'am. I asked Miss Blackburn to stay until you got here. Reckon she knows more about Doc than anybody. I gather you didn't live here in the house, ma'am. No. I have my own place. I don't know just what I'd like to ask you yet until I look around. Would you mind waiting a little longer? I'll stay as long as you need me. Thanks, ma'am. Where's the body, Sheriff? In the office. Through that sliding door. I've been keeping it closed off. Nobody's been in here but me and one deputy. He just took a couple of pictures. Good. Medical examiner been here yet? No, but he'll be along soon. He's driving down from Hesterville. Mark alongside the Doc's temple here. Bruise about two inches long. A pretty heavy blow. Looks like he might have been knocked out with a gun barrel. That figure. Because he wasn't standing up when he was shot. He was lying here on the floor. What makes you think so? Bullet went right through the chest and buried in the floor under him. I moved him a little and I dug the slug out. Here. Forty-five. Yeah. There's something funny about this, though. Quite a bit of blood on this examination table, almost six feet away from the body. Yeah, I wondered about that myself. The instrument tray and surgical dressings pulled up beside the table. There's a couple of hypodermic needles that look like they've been used. Well, Jace, Doc couldn't have been trying to treat his own wound. He, he never moved after he was shot. That slug wouldn't have been in the floor right under him. Of course, he, he, he might have staggered around before he was shot, after he got hit on the head. It still wouldn't account for the blood on this table. There was no bleeding from the mark on his head. That means the blood on the table come from somebody else. Medical examiner can type it for us later. I want to see Mrs. Blackburn for a minute. 
we can use some help from you now, Miss Blackburn. I'll tell you anything I can. Mrs. Blackburn, was it part of your job to clean the doctor's office? Yes. Every day after his final visiting hours. According to the sign outside, his evening hours were from 5 to 7 p.m. That's right. You clean the place after 7 p.m. Saturday night? Yes. What time did you leave? Well, doctor had a few calls to make after visiting hours. House calls. I waited till he got back and fixed his dinner for him. Reckon it was late when I left. After 10 o'clock. Uh-huh. Look through the door of the examination room for a minute. Yes, sir. Is that surgical tray usually in that position? I mean, did you leave it like that Saturday night? No. Everything was put away in the cabinet. How about the examination table? You cleaned that off Saturday night? Yes. Was the doctor expecting any patient after you left, late? No, no. He said he was going right to bed. And he must have gone, too, Jace. The bed had been slept in. You can see what he was wearing. Poor doctor. I think it would be all right for you to go home now, ma'am. If I need any more information, we can reach you there. Thank you. Uh, Tell the deputy outside that I said to drive you home. I'd I'd as soon walk. Get from home. Yes, well, thanks for helping, Miss Blackburn. Well, that settles one thing, Jace. Doc had an unexpected patient late Saturday night. Somebody who routed him out of bed and killed him. But why? I got an idea. It was to keep the doc from calling you. Keep him from calling me? What do you mean? Whoever came here was hurt, bleeding. So it wasn't a planned visit. Not somebody who came here deliberately to kill a doc. Doc was killed to keep him from talking about the visit. Oh, Doc Hammett would never talk about a patient's business? Only in one case, where the law would require it. He'd have to report it if he treated anybody for a bullet wound. That's right, Jace. That could be it. That probe on the instrument tray has blood on it. And that's just what a doc had used to dig out a bullet. I know. I've had a few dug out myself. Let's comb this examination room again. What are you looking for? If we're right, the slug doc Hammett dug out of his patient. We found it, wrapped in a piece of blood-stained gauze in one of the trash containers. There was something else in the container, too, part of a faded blue denim shirt that had been used to bind a wound. Must have been a bad wound, Jace. That denim was soaked. Yeah, and take a look at this slug. Looks like a slug from a savage 303. But Doc was killed by a 45. That's natural. The man who came here wounded was shot someplace else by somebody else. Wouldn't be the same gun. Fellow we're after must have been in a gunfight then. That's the way it shapes up. With all that blood, he couldn't have come far. Couldn't have waited too long to get to a doctor. And the chances are he wasn't alone. Somebody must have been helping him. Oh, they could have just left Doc knocked out, trussed him up, and gotten away. Why'd they have to kill him? 